Good afternoon, listeners. I'm here today with Marie. She's 63 years old, a wife, mother, grandmother, and teacher. Today, we'll be talking about the days of her youth and how her interactions with elders when she was young shaped her beliefs, cultural perspectives, and overall understanding about living. We will also hear in her own words, her best kept mindset that she wants to share with the 21st century youth that have helped her live a meaningful and purposeful life. We will conclude with some wondering she has about youth today and what she hopes to learn from them. Let's begin. Good afternoon, Marie. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining the podcast Perspectives. Thank you for asking me. As described in my introduction, you have many roles and associations with many different people, ranging from children to grandchildren to 32 fifth graders that change every year. You have many different roles with what I imagine to be many different perspectives, depending on who are you engaging with. Any thoughts? I guess when you put it that way, yeah, I I, I do, because the way you interact with an elder, uh, meaning someone older than me, um, or with um, family, or young people, or other colleagues, or kids, is different for each one of them. I hadn't quite thought about all that before. Great. As humans... We're social beings who interact, shape, and inspire one another. Can you maybe think of the person or persons who helped shape your perspectives? Was there one person who shaped your overall life perspective, and then others along the way who shaped your perspectives about the different roles you have in the lives of others? I guess, um, I guess I could say that there are so many people along the way who have inspired me and of every possible age group that I often find my actions to be a reflection of something that somebody that I have befriended a long time ago or more recently taught me because I feel like you can learn something from many, many people and you can learn it from little experiences and conversations. Like, like for example, there's a lady who works at a thrift store. (laughs) This is going to sound funny. (laughs) But she one time made a comment that she just loves it be working there and then she finds all these things that she likes to buy and she'll buy it and she'll use it and enjoy it for for a few months maybe a few years and then she donates it back and someone else buys it enjoys it and then that money goes back into the system to help that organization which happens to be the cancer organization and when she said that to me it just uh, it put a light in my head like oh wow so don't feel like you have to keep it forever when you buy it. Buy it, enjoy it. And I know that sounds really funny, but it's true. It's true. So, you know, many people affect us. It can be someone even who works at the grocery store. If you talk to people and you give people the opportunity um, to, and you engage with them, 
you find that there are so many interesting people and so many things that you can learn in the world. But in terms of probably um, the biggest portion of my life was, of course, my parents. And I was an only child, which I was a second child, but I was an only child. Um, and my brother died before I was born, and it was a very tragic situation. Um, so I always wished I had more siblings, but I didn't. Um, my parents were older when they got married, um, which gave them a different perspective than my friend's parents who were young. Um, they were much more patient. Um, they listened a lot. Um, I learned a lot from them. I love your anecdotes. Would you say that it's through these stories from these people you engage with that you really learn? Um, like when a person shares their story more so than if they just explicitly share their belief? Yes. Okay. Yes. So it's through that, the oh, stories. Oh, yeah. As that, I mean, to... that lady told me that story years ago. But it's And in... that, now I see her when I go mm. there. I've seen her in the market. I see her there. You'd think we were old friends. But it's an indirect effect of a conversation you had, the mm -hmm. perspective that you gained. It wasn't mm -hmm. that this person told you to follow this belief or do this belief. It's through her story that mm -hmm. you developed and grew a different perspective. And through talking to people. Right. The more you talk to people and the more questions you ask them, the more you learn about them, you learn about their perspective. And sometimes you can find out their perspective doesn't agree with yours. However, you can see why they have that perspective. And then if people can share each other's perspective, that's when we can bridge, we can, br make, we can close the gap, so to say. We can maybe create more understanding um, for why people behave the way they do and maybe change behaviors. So you think developing an understanding Comes about, from... or rather about, the backstory to someone's perspective yeah. is almost more powerful than their actual perspective because it gives you insight oh, yeah. into what oh, caused it or that, brought it about. Sure, the backstory is always important. And but, the you, but people have to be able people have to feel safe to tell you their backstory. Mm. If they don't feel safe, if they if they feel that you're not going to criticize them, you're not going to judge them. Mm. They're willing to tell you a lot and a lot more. But then you have to really make sure you aren't judging them. You can't even judge them in your head. Mm. Because if you judge them in your head, it's going to come out in your actions. These are definitely life skills that you don't learn necessarily in school, but through think, interacting with people. Do you I know? I, I think I learned that from my mother. Mm. My mother was more that way, even than my father, but my father was also that way. Um, and my mother befriended people of all ages. Mm. She had friends, and, and all walks of life and disabilities. Um, Would she engage with people? Oh, of yeah. Mm. Of do disabilities? You do you oh, remember yeah. examples of some? Sure, there was, this, there was this man who used to sit outside the bank and he couldn't speak. He was a cerebral palsy. Um, he rode this, this bike that his, well, my mom somehow knew his name. She knew his father had made that bike for him. He sat there with a cup for, and people put money in the cup. I guess you would say he was begging, but 
when she went by, she never put the money in, but she'd say, hi, Bob, and she'd put her hand out and put it on top of his hand and say, how are you? And he, his garbled speech, he managed to say hi, and somehow he knew her name too. Hmm. And she'd all, she never gave him the money, but she gave him the smile and the time, and his face lit up when he saw her. Hmm. Um, and that's where I learned that it didn't, well, she had been an occupational therapist, so these things weren't fearful to her. But that's where I learned that it doesn't matter a person's disability or how they look or, or whatever they are. You still talk to them and you treat them like a human being and you treat them with decency. And she did that. And so, and and I guess I followed suit in high school when there was a girl who had trouble walking. And I befriended, he was, she was a grade ahead of me, and I befriended her noticing she needed some help. And she told me that nobody had ever stopped to help her before. But my mom had just done this. Something without thinking there was no there was no direct teaching going on here something, it was by example something you just brought up that stuck out you said time you said if you spend the time take the time to be in the presence of someone else to be with them do you notice a difference between your generation and maybe the young generation and the idea of time and maybe the pursuit of time amongst younger people they there's always a speed associated with living as this, as opposed to your generation where people would take time i don't know that that's a generational thing no i think that's just a, a personal thing personality i mean there there mm. have, are people my age who mm. rush through and don't give anyone the time and there are people who are older than me who don't give people time and then there's people who are young who give time i, I don't think that's i don't think that has anything to do with age but do you think it's a powerful um, element to human to give people engagement? Time? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, time. Give them time. Ask them questions, and then they in turn ask you questions. And everybody's story, everybody's journey is is interesting. It really is. Everybody's everybody's story is interesting. And I mean, stories flash through my head. Something happens and. I think about a student I taught ESL to who was from Armenia, who was a chemist, and him going up to the board and explaining something to me. And then I, you know, I think about all kinds of things. Kids who I've taught who have a story and tell me about something with their life. I mean, life is just full of stories. Have you developed a multicultural perspective based on the stories from the people you've taught as an educator? Would you say that's expanded your multicultural perspective? Of course. If you know the story of people who come from other states, other countries, you understand better their you understand their perspective. And how does that help then when an American maybe understands the cultural perspective and the an individual coming from another country how does that shape you're not as critical about their actions if you understand why they're doing what they're doing and then does it help shape contemporary society well it should if we were to understand the past i think it should Hmm. but you have to be willing to listen you have to be willing to hear it Hmm. and and you can't brush it off 
is there a guiding principle when you're teaching your students that you teach them a way to engage with each other that keeps this in mind? I must tell a lot of stories without realizing that I am, and I guess they're stories that connect with things that go on. Sometimes it's just when I'm disciplining them that I bring a story into it. And because what happens is I'll have kids in the current year who will say to me, oh, my brother was in your class or my cousin was in your class, and they said you tell a lot of stories. So I suspect that's what I do, these stories stick in my head and the person sticks in my head and something comes up in class and I and I and I tie it into that and um every year with my class one of the things I've done is years ago I used Norman Rockwell pictures I learned this from a principal to help them learn how to write a narrative of of the picture because they're so detailed so in the meantime I found a picture of the golden rule that he painted, which happens to have been turned into a mosaic. And unbeknownst to me, I didn't find this out till a couple of years ago, but that mosaic is in the United Nations building. So Norman Rockwell painted it and he's got people of every possible culture in the world and every religion of the world there. And so when I do my rules at the beginning of the year, I, I have three very simple rules which, because I'm not looking at them right now, I, I, I couldn't recite them to you. Um, but when we go, I also have a, a, a copy of the, um, the painting that Norman Rockwell did. It's a beautiful painting. And we go over those three rules, and I go, now look at the golden rule. It says, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. That first rule, would you want someone doing that to you? And the kids, it's inevitable. They always go, no. Okay, then you can't do it. So I go through those three rules. That's it. Those are the only rules. I. That's the only rule I have. So when I have a discipline issue, I look at them and I go, okay, what did you do? Why did you do it? And then I say to them, okay, do you want someone else to do this to you? And... I've never heard had a child say, oh, yeah, it would be okay. So then they have a better understanding. Well, thanks so much for um, joining us today on this podcast. Um, what's, what's one final message you'd like young people to carry away? about elders or how to develop their perspective about living? Ask them questions. Tell them your story. Compare your stories. Um, But listen to their stories and try to understand where they're coming from. And hopefully they will do the same but don't expect other people to do it because you can't expect things about from everybody. You only lead by example. And like you said, treat everyone the way you want to be treated. Exactly. Great words of wisdom. Thanks so much for joining us today. And young people, if you have a response, 
to this elder or any of the previous elders who spoke on this podcast, feel free to reach out via email or call in. Remember, Tuesdays at 4 is the time to call in. Thanks so much. Signing out.